This is the place to go for anime, manga, comics, video games, all pop culture information. This is the place that you need to be. This program is brought to you by Blackham Studios Entertainment Division. Remember, it's Blackham. Hey everybody, this is Aaron Powell. I'm the host of Stupid Movie Tuesday and Aaron Explains the Universe. And you're listening to The Elijah Bailey Show. Thanks for downloading The Elijah Bailey Show from iTunes or BlackStudios.com. And here's a word from some of the folks that make it possible for you to hear this show for free every Thursday. Providing bankruptcy services throughout the state of Oklahoma, Bowler & Associates is a bankruptcy law firm based in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Their mission is to relieve you from threat of debt collectors, garnishments, repossessions, tax levies, foreclosures, and much more. Backed by more than 20 years of experience in the legal field, they excel in finding the quickest, most effective, and most affordable solution to all your legal and financial troubles. You can find them at Bowler Law on Facebook and also visit the website at www.bowlerlawfirm.com. Reach them at 405-733-3000. Email them at bankruptcy at bowlerandassociates.com. See if we can get things going live. This has been a fucking headache today. It's been over an hour just trying to get this shit working right. Sorry, folks, but three, two, one, and it is time for my uh, watch to go off. Well, there's the audio. Nice. Uh, but this is the Elijah Bailey Show. This is episode 257. Uh, sorry about last week, but we're here now with your comic book episodes. And I don't know how this shit's about to go, so you about to get a speed read episode. This is Dr. Fate swoops in as a new static shock, enters the MCU, and the MCU goes on hold. So let's start with our April comic book releases. And now that I'm thinking about it, all this shit is just uh, fucking up. But I will say... I do have something magical here. Uh, I found some stuff on Streamlabs uh, for you guys that are new to the show. I, I use Streamlabs to stream. There's a couple people to ask. I know there's people been asking when I'd be back for streaming. It all depends on Cox's bullshit. I guess they got mad because I made them give me a discount and uh, shit got hairy. But let's see if we can use this to uh, <clears throat> to go through. So the first comic up yeah, let me see if this is synced up first. Dude, hey, I need my mods in here to get rid of this bullshit. Want to be famous and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, nah, I don't want to buy no followers. No, I don't give a fuck about being famous because y'all niggas just keep running over famous people for bullshit. I just want to live. Uh, racist motherfuckers get out of my face. Stay with my dogs, animals. I like animals because they're very easy to read uh but yeah i don't want to be famous all that bullshit be famous get more viewers fuck that if y'all want to watch i appreciate it because i like what i do frustrates me when shit doesn't go the way i plan i'm just that kind of personality but i try to bring you guys enjoyable shows with information there will be some changes to the show um you know starting here in the i mean next episode two episodes uh so look out for that but it looks like everything is um working and here is our first comic uh the marvels issue number one now if you don't know the comic book releases each and every month they give you two marvel two dc um 
one image and one dark horse. And then the rest of them you guys can go out there and find on the official websites for what's being solicited for the month and uh, find it there. But the Marvels, issue number one, uh, Kirk Busick is writer. Why the fuck do they have people with all these fucking Yildura Sinar? is the artist. I love the artwork. I just can't say your name and cover art by Alex Ross. Um, but it says Kirk is back and he also, he did the Marvels and Astro city, but he is back with the biggest, wildest, most sprawling series ever to hit the Marvel's universe, telling the story that spans the decades and range from cosmic adventure to intense human drama from the street level to the cosmic Starring literally anyone from Marvel's very first heroes to the superstars of tomorrow, this first issue includes an invasion from orbit, a panic, uh, yeah, no, a, yeah, a picnic in the in Prospect Park. I was like a panic, no, picnic in Prospect Park. Superhero sighting in Manhattan. The All Winter Squad in 1947. Reed Richards doing his time in the military uh, intelligence. Cosmic beings beyond space and time, and that's only for starters. Featuring Captain America, Spider Man, the Punisher, uh, the Human Torch, Storm, the Black Cat, the Golden Age Vision. Um, Arrow, Iron Man, and Thor, and introducing two brand new characters, all beautifully drawn by uh, Sinar, who did X-Men, Legion of Superheroes, and Iron Man, in the opening act of the thriller that has taken, uh, take us across the Marvel Universe and beyond. Plus, who or what is Kashum? It all starts here, and it goes everywhere. 32 pages and $3.99, rated T for teen. The next one... On our list. I wish I would have put these in order. Boom. There we go. This one looked interesting. I love the artwork. Spider-Man, Spider-Shadows, issue one of four. Uh, writer is Chip Zdarsky. Uh, Pasquel Ferry is the artist. And then the cover is done by Phil Noto. Peter Parker once uh, put on an alien suit that nearly destroyed his life. But what if he'd never taken it off? Ignoring every warning, Spidey embraces the dark symbiote. Haunted by terrible nightmares and exhausted by an endless barrage of bad guys, Peter can't seem to catch a break these days. So when the Hobgoblin attacks, he finds a hero at the end of his rope and vulnerable to new dark impulses. Spider-Man is about to change his rules, but is it truly Peter who is in charge? Creative powerhouse of Chip and Pascal and Matt Hollingsworth bring you a terrifying tale of Peter Parker possessed and on the edge 42 page banger four dollars 99 cents rated t plus for teen and let's go ahead and move over to the dark side and i I love it i love it we got our black batman the next batman second son issue number one and the reason this is is prevalent is because uh in the comics bruce has died but also we had fox as uh not lucius but we had um fuck what was his name? Was it was it Tim? Well, anyway, we had Fox's Nightwing, and he was a part of the Bat family. Uh, the first time that I ran into him was in the Quarter Owls, and I was like, "Oh shit, there's a Black Batman for Batman uh, Incorporated International, and he's all he's overseas and shit like that." Like that makes sense. But then come back here to the hometown, uh, Gotham, we have Black Batman with a Black family. Written by John Ridley, art by Tom Atkins, Travel Foreman, and Mark Morales. Uh, readers now know that after the events of Future State, Tim Fox is the next Batman. But what's his origin story? Why has he been estranged from 
Lucas family or Lucas Fox and his family for so long connected to the dramatic events of March's infinite frontier issue number one, which when we, I'll, I'll hit back on that in a second, but uh, connected to the dramatic events of March's uh, infinite, infinite frontier issue. Number one, these questions and many more will be explored in a thrilling new digital first miniseries on sale, April 6th. Today is the fourth, so two days. Uh, and then when, if you guys are listening to the podcast, uh, it's already out. So you guys can go ahead and pick it up. $4.99 US 40 page banger. One of four DC. Now, when we talk about infinite frontier, um, last time I told you that they gave a preview, but we couldn't see the preview. The preview is basically wonder woman, excuse me, had helped save the world by sacrificing herself. And then she gets put up on a pedestal and can join, you know, the specter and all these other cosmic entities to just oversee what changes had been made to the DC universe. And I do believe every, all the memories of everything that's happened or multiple version of heroes all exist in the same universe. It's there's a lot of shit going on, but the fact is Wonder woman, turns it down because she gets a prophecy or gets some inkling of something bad happening. So she doesn't become a celestial. She wants to continue her work on earth. And I do believe her going back to earth is what starts the shit. So if she would have stayed as a, as a celestial or a being, I think everything would have been fine. But again, read it for yourself. Artwork's beautiful. It's been like over a month since we talked about it. Um, fuck. Come on, dude. Don't do this to me. Uh, let's see. Next one is supposed to be Wonder Woman. Let's see if we can. Hey, you. Are you tired of having to hear about a hero rushing in to save the day, getting all the glory and the fame from all the fans? Well, if this sounds like you, then come on down and join the League of Villains and help us tear down that horrible world of peace and create a world of wonderful chaos. Remember, being a villain's not about one for all. It's about all for one. <laughs> This is the bullshit I've been putting up with today. Let's do it from the phone. Let's do it old school. <clears throat> so, 
Uh, for DC Comics, our second one before we move on to Image is Wonder Woman, uh, the sensational Wonder Woman issue number two, written by Andrea Shea, art and cover by Bruno Redondo, uh, variant art by Josh Way Swabby. Uh, Wonder Woman receives a distress call from Artemis on Warworld. In other, in order to escape Mongol's clutches, the two Amazons will have to put aside their differences and find a way to work together. On sale, also April 6th, $3.99, 32-page banger coming from DC Comics. And let's keep it rolling. Let's go right over to Image. This one looks cool, and I've been listening to I got my vinyl um, vinyls over there. I've got my turntable. Uh... God, what is, uh, my mom hit me up with another gift, and I had, I've listened to almost all of it. I think we listened to Isaac Hayes yesterday, uh, Lenny Kravitz, just a whole bunch of shit. But Image Comic, here's our first one, or our only one, is the Silver Coin issue number one, written by Chip Zardsky, who we just said was writing on um, the, uh, what was it? Uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow issue number one. So he also has this for Image Comic, and you can kind of tell by, I mean, he doesn't do the artwork, but you can tell by the synopsis once we get into it. Um, Let's see. Uh, You also have Kelly Thomas from Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Ed Brinson from Old Man Logan, Jeff Lemire from Gideon's Falls, and then the artist is by Michael Walsh. Walsh. Uh, On a new horror anthology, miniseries from mature readers Uh, each issue will tell a tale of terror in a shared supernatural world the story starts in 1978 with a failing rock band whose fortunate um, or whose fortune suddenly changes when they find the mysterious silver coin little do they know that fame comes with a cost and a curse is always hungry Uh, this releases april 7th so one day after the other two we just talked about, $3.99. And let's go to our last one. What are you boys doing in here? The last one from Dark Horse Comics is going to be Kojakaru the Skinner, issue number one, written by Mike Magnolia and Christopher Golden, art by Peter uh, Bergting, and then colorist is Michelle Madison, and the cover art is also by Peter Um the Skinner, the strange and enigmatic uh, bone and bane of Eastern Europe witches, has been dead many years, but from a blooded French town in the throes of World War II, a plea for help carries across the winds of time. A desperate band of resistant soldiers and their white witch allies rest their fate in the hands of the uh, Kojakaru's ghost. And when she answers their call, it will be heard near and far. This goes on sale April 21st. So we got a while. 32 page banger miniseries, $3 and 99 cents. And those are going to be all of your comic releases um, for the month of April. Now, if we go back to this scene right here, and you look in the top left hand corner next to uh, our logo. You'll see the comic character, the Tayose character that we are going to talk about this month. He does have the all black skis on and everything else, but he is a black character. This is, <clears throat> let's see if we can pull this screen up. There we go. 
This is Sergeant William Willie Walker, a.k.a. The Black Racer. The Black Racer is a fictional character, a deity, and avatar of death in the DC Comics universe who is often who often hunts those affiliated with the Speed Force. Um, at, at one point in time, we have a Flash that becomes the Racer. The character first appears in the New Gods issue 3, which uh, released uh, July 1971 and was created by Jack Kirby. The Black Racer's corporeal form is that of the otherwise bedridden Sergeant Willie Walker, who was paralyzed during the Vietnam War. Walker was contacted by uh, the source when Darkseid first brought the War of the Gods to Earth and told it, uh, told it was his responsibility to take this role. Now, I think one of the things that we talked about, uh, Rock of Ages, where you see Death the Racer going from superhero to superhero, and it's, it's implied they die, but he is talking to them in ways they understand, like, Wonder Woman sees him and she's like, I know who this is on the battlefield. And as she gives an account of how she's fighting Darkseid and the battle that's going on, you understand that she knows death is coming for her, but as an Amazon, that's what she does. Um, uh, uh, fuck Batman, uh, Ray. There's just each one of these superheroes comes in contact with death and has a different idea and has a different kind of like awakening to what's going on, but also the black racer sees them and sees them in a different view because it is the essence of death. So now it's like this one uh, does this. Uh, he moves with Flutie, but he continues knowing that I'm right around the corner. So the, the, the writing, the art, the essence of the black racer, phenomenal. Got to read about him in um, DC comics. Uh, let's see. According to captain Adam, Issue number 42, the black race represents death as inevitability, where whereas death of the endless represents death as a compassionate release. So there's two different versions here. I really, really, really urge you guys to pick up Rock of Ages. That shit right there will change your perception. But death, the black racer is the character for this episode. Let's move into straight out of comics. There's a couple news articles. I, fuck, fuck if I know if we'll pull these up. Um, but the MCU, are you do? Uh, there we go. Is going to be on hold. We have a new Black Widow date ensures two full years between the Marvel movies. So uh, we kind of saw this coming and you could kind of fill in the blanks with the shows like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Episode three came out. We have Baron Zemo back in the mix. Matapur, who they also make a reference to Kong, like Godzilla and Kong, because he goes like, oh, you guys um, speak of it as it was Skull Island. It's like Skull Island. I know somebody that lives there, but. I digress. The show's phenomenal. We have Loki coming after it and more shows. Um, Black Widow is no longer meeting its previous May release date. Instead, Disney has opted to delay the movie till July. So that's not bad. You just get pushed back a month. Um, but sending it to theaters and Disney Plus premiere access on the same day at the height of the summer, which is fucking... These these motherfuckers just want everybody to catch COVID. Like Oklahoma's variant strain, so all you motherfuckers got vaccines. One, you're supposed to up every year for the vaccine, which is cool. But how do you know which strain? You know, this is a whole bunch of crazy bullshit. But uh, that means that the last seven months of the year, Marvel Studios has four films and an additional four Disney Plus uh, shows on its release. Loki is currently scheduled to drop uh, on the stream in mid June, uh, with Marvel's What If following shortly. 
thereafter. Excuse me. Marvel also has Miss Marvel, which I do believe is animated, and then Hawkeye is still on the schedule for 2021. Of course, that all depends on Marvel and Disney keeping up with the current release days. And I, I, I mean, that shouldn't really affect the shows because they'll still hold a place over. Maybe, maybe they have to move one back a week just to kind of gap it. But I feel like everything's going to be be fine. But after this, you know, we won't have anything for a long while. Everything is kind of set in the books as far as films and when they'll be coming out. But we do know Black Widow is coming out in uh, June now. And then we, we, again, after Falcon and Winter Soldier, if you're not watching, need to fucking watch it. Uh, stop hinting, sending death threats to Captain America. He can't handle it. But we have Loki. We have What If. We have Miss Marvel, Hawkeye. There's a shit ton of shows coming to the Disney Plus that are incorporated into the Marvel Universe. And I do believe Disney's working on a Wakanda series. And I'm not going to say much else after that. Y'all motherfuckers got to watch Wanda and then you guys have to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. It, it all ties in. I don't I don't care how you feel about it. Like, oh, somebody was writing some shit about Wanda. Vision just missed the mark. No, I fucking didn't. It did everything it was supposed to. Uh, because they had a plan on how they wanted to do it. Whether you didn't like if it came out episodically or all at once to binge, don't nobody give a fuck, but it told the story and it ties into the MC, all the shit that I was seeing. Whoever wrote this article is a fucking moron because everything there, it answers the question. There are some plot holes to things like the age different. They're being like a, a couple eight years apart, two, three years apart, and then the parent's name and all this shit, but fuck it. We got the answers that we need. <laughs> and it's fucking canon. So Spider-Man No Way Home sets video, uh, set video confirms homecoming uh, characters returns. We've got Zendaya, we've got Ned, we've got Peter, I think we've got Flash. Uh, I'm excited for that shit. Now, I wanted to pull this up. Uh, you can find this on YouTube, the Justice Society World War II. Cl- well, actually, let me, the only reason I don't want to try is because this motherfucker's moving real slow. Um, but there's a clip that's up now. This was out two weeks ago. Uh, and this will release, dun, 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 dun. let's see, Justice Society World War II is set to release digitally April 23rd, and then the DVD and Blu-ray will come on May 12th. Um, in the clip, Barry Allen arrives in the war and finds he has uh, a not-so-friendly welcoming waiting for him from Wonder Woman. That's nothing compared to the process of trying to figure out exactly what has happened to him. So he slipped back through time, and Wonder Woman, like catches him and just holding him up. He's like, what the fuck? But you can find this on YouTube and watch. Um, but it gives you a sense of what you see. The Wonder Woman clip, I don't know if we even watched it, but what I saw was what we got in Zack Snyder's version of Justice League. It was a Wonder Woman was moving way faster than the normal humans, dodging, tripping, hitting, evading, all that shit. And then punching them across because she's an Amazon. People are like, I don't want to see her kill. Like That's what warriors do. They're born and bred to for war to die if you want to go back to Rome anywhere else and like read about that that's what they do so just but she's an Amazon she's not a dainty woman she's there to fuck up people but you see her fucking up people you see this deal with the Flash you also have who else is in this Hawkman Black Canary Our Man Steve Trevor uh, Jay Garrick so this looks really good DC hasn't missed the mark yet on any of their animated films I think there's probably like one or two that i it's not that I don't like them, but they're just not action packed. It's more story driven. And that's cool. 
but I think they do a really good job with the action between characters because it makes you feel like you're watching a visual comic. Um, but the story is, you guys know I love story. Story and narrative is all the driving force in the shit I do. So DC hasn't missed the mark yet with any of the animated films. Uh, let's see. Two. Yeah, two more pieces of news. We have new Static Shock series delayed, but now all Milestone comics coming out simultaneously in print and digital. So we got this new Static Shock. Again, if you go back to, I mean, you guys will, why is this still up here? That's crazy. Bam. You guys will still, if you see me in the middle, that's a new Static costume. You know, we, we've been waiting for a Static, but you guys will see that more and more uh, when the show drops. And then there's also, he's got like, um, he's got locks. I, I do like the way he's got, he's got to pull back and a knot. And there, there's different art concepts here for Static. Uh, different hairstyles, different things, but he's faded all around. And then this, the lock, so the half lock, but the suit is nice. The sweats with the yellow lines down the side, the gloves, the hat that's built into the hoodie, like the cap. I, I've always loved static. When the show came on, I was all about it. I, I hate the fact that we never get, got a long series of comics for static. Cause he's an interesting character. Um, but let's see the rebirth of the cool is still, uh, taking static and pushing it to the side as the, uh, title this um, article. So print editors and editions of the DC's upcoming new digital milestones comics, as well as the robust variant cover plan have been scheduled by publisher um, by the publisher. But however, along that a delay on the flagship title. So we heard you and this comes from uh, this is a tweet from the DC senior editor, Chris uh, Conroy and says, so we heard you, especially you retailers, we're changing up the milestone launch so that everybody can read them all on the same day in print on digital and DC, wherever the trade off for this cha- uh, change, you'll get your first look at static issue. Number one on, in June instead of April. In order to give retailers time to place orders. Uh, we know this stinks a bit, but, and when you see the lineup of covers and a little surprises we're lining up for you, uh, this, you know, you'll forgive us. And I feel like that is a fair trade, kind of. Like, we're still getting static. It's just going to drop one month later. But we're also getting a shit ton of Milestone comics. It says, the new Milestone era began last fall with the digital release of Milestone Returns. Issue zero. The following of the release is printed edition on May 25th. Uh, the first wave of the six issue limited series will begin. And it's a static uh, season one. Uh, issue number one is six. So it'll be a six, like a little mini series. Will debut uh, digitally and in print on June 15th. A two month delay from its previously announced digital release April 11th. Oh, shit. Okay. So I guess it got moved to May and then June. Um, it appears the decision to delay was made so the series come in the wake of Milestone Comics Return. Sorry, dude. It, today has been kicking my ass. I'm tired. But, again, Static gets pushed back. Milestone gets pushed forward. But Static will still be here. You just got you guys just got to wait till June. And let's see. The last bit of news. And let's see if I can change this on here is we got our Dr. Fate. It seems that 007 himself, Pierce Bronson, where did all, where'd they all go? That's why that shit didn't work. But it seems that Pierce Bronson is going to be Dr. Fate. Now, if you guys don't know Dr. Fate, I know a little bit about Dr. Fate. 
very, very mystic powers, a, a wizard, sorcerer, if you will. But he is uh, trapped inside that helmet. So whoever puts on the helmet is trapped there. Constantine has some ways around it, but they are there to do the bidding of the fate or the the being the entity inside the helmet and they are bestowed powers but Pierce Bronson is going to join the DC universe as Dr. Fate. So that's exciting. Uh what else do we have? So we're out of straight out of comics. Let's oh shit, let's see if the computer stops freezing. Now let's go right into Do you have something special? Something rare? Or something you simply need to move discreetly from one location to another. All you need is uh, quite a bit of money, but to give us a call at 1 800 252 4666. Again, that's 1 800 B Lagoon, and we'll get you what you want and what you need with little to no hassle to you. Is your communicator pad on the fritz? Scanning visor won't scan? Paper scrolls not scrolling? Well, have I got something for you. The Sailor Scout Combat Compact. The Sailor Scout Combat Compact comes with all of your weapons and tools conveniently in one easy-to-access compact. Each compact is especially made for your powers and abilities, so you don't have to worry about a thunder dragon coming out of your moon scepter. Order yours now at www.moonprincesspocketcompact.com while supplies last. Anime and Manga of the Month. Okay, so the the visual, the gift that I'm going to show you for Anime of the Month, it'll seem kind of strange, but this is a kind of strange show. If you want to mix Gintama with uh, Psyche K and a little bit of Mob Psycho 100, you get uh, Chio's School Road. Now, I'm going to read you the synopsis. This might explain a little bit better. Uh, Miyamo Chio a first year at the completely ordinary high school, uh, Samajima Academy, Chio just wants to get through her school life with uh, without standing out too much. But for some reason, all kinds of obstacles await her. Along that path, she takes uh, she takes to school, which is just it's called Chio School Road. It is a short road she takes to school. Her longtime friend uh, Nanamura um, Manana, and I love that name Manana is a bitch. She's an asshole, but I love her. Manana, who tries, uh, who's trying to quit being an otaku, the flawless Yuki, who occupies the top cast in the school and lots of nameless people about town find themselves in Chio's path as she employs the useless techniques she's acquired from her Western video game and her daily efforts to get the school. You can find this on Funimation, uh, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Crunchyroll, VRV, 12 episodes, super fun to watch, sub or dub. Dub is hilarious because dub is like, I don't know. They just feel like they can do whatever, like not uh, Manana is standing in the, in the street. And what happens at this point? Manana lies to Yuki when they first meet to be her friend. And it's a big lie. Uh, and so Chio is like, what are you doing? And she's just like circling around her. Oh, I didn't know that ever happened to you, bitch. What the fuck are you doing, bitch? Why did you ever say that, bitch? Now, are you really that sad, bitch? And she just keeps adding bitch into her entire sentence. While she's having a conversation, like, are you okay? Did this really happen to you? Who is this person? I've never heard of him. And that's the relationship they have. They have that back and forth, button heads, bullshit type relationship. But this right here, she needed to pee one morning. 
where there was no bathrooms open, found one in his male bathroom. Once she got in there, she noticed. And so the way that she exit is she wanted to jump through the window. Well, after this, she gets stuck and there's people outside that will possibly see her ass. But what she has done to make them turn away to get to this point is there's a cat out there and she threw a toy out there to the cat to draw their attention as two high school girls and they're bending over talking to the hat, the cat. And then there's two salesmen, salarymen sitting there looking at the girls like, Oh my God, this is so amazing. So it's crazy ass off the shit wall like that. Like it is like, you can't put sentences, words together. You can't think of it. Like the fact that somebody thought of this show is amazing. I love it. It's a nice lighthearted show. Make you laugh, make you think like comedy, 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 comedy. Why are we, why are we comedying? I don't, I don't understand this, but I like it. And this girl is playing comedy just to feel on other girls. I feel like a guy wrote this show because now you're taking advantage of the LGBTQ community, but it's humor and the expense that they take at Americans is fucking hilarious like oh yeah well obviously i need to be a ninja i've learned this in my game or you know the best way to do this is to just go ahead and betray everybody if nobody sees your face you can do anything you want she wears like a bag over her head like sleeping outside so chio school road check that shit out last but not least our manga of the month is undead unluck uh what happens when you have an unlucky girl who meets an undead guy pure chaos 57 chapters is ongoing actually i think it's 59 now because i just read a chapter today by yoshifumi tozuka and undead unluck the guy back there if you can see let me blow this up a bit he has a car stuck in his head this keeps his memories in check because he's been alive for millennia and so he has memory he knows how to kill he knows how to fight it kind of makes him doofy but also since his body, he'll never die. If Wolverine didn't have animating skeletons, I feel like he would have found a way to fight like this. He'll like bite his finger in half and then accelerate his healing factor, shoot it off as a gun or to spin, or he'll cut off his arm and do the same thing, or he'll cut his legs. Uh, so that way he can use that uh, regeneration to excel into the air or skywalk like uh, Sanji and shit like that. And then, our girl who is codenamed Unluck, the whole everybody in here that has an ability, it's an unability, untruth, unfinished, undivine, unluck, undead. So unluck is if you touch her, depending on how close you are to her and the severity of it, disaster will strike you and possibly kill you. Her grandpa she loved touched her, got a sprained ankle. This right here, undead underneath the shirt, and the reason he's doing that is because they're she's basically his power up as they're fighting. He's doing that. He let, and the longer that you hold the unluck or do the unluck, the bigger the unluck. And he's looking for his true death. He just wants to die. So holding her titty, he sits there for, you know, 10, 20 minutes. Like, oh, that's 20 minutes. We got some good unluck. Rushes into battle. Fucking meteor comes down. Boom. Blows up everything. Airplane comes down. Boom. Or a geyser from underneath the earth. Shoot straight up. Only hitting him or the, the enemy. Um, something happens, they get thrown into the zoo and animals are attacking them. Any version of unluck, she has the ability to do. Now she's being hunted by this organization because of this ability, but why are they hunting other users if they're users themselves? So again, unluck, undead unluck, phenomenal. 59 chapters right now, quick reads. It's actually got... I think I explained this on a little bit of anime. The main premise is the world that we live in today, normal humans without the unability 
will never remember. But anybody that has that ability and sets at this table or the people that change things will understand. And it's not like they purposely change things. Like they live in this world, a book called Apocalypse sent by God comes down and says, hey, you have 10 quests to complete in a month's time or two months time. If they do nine out of 10, you have a penalty. The penalty is galaxy. What the fuck's galaxy book opens up a being, a celestial being comes out and it just looks like the infinite outer space and then jumps into the sky behind the earth. And now the earth has a galaxy. Now the earth has aliens and they've been there forever. Everybody on, on earth, has known about them for years. The aliens know about them. And now there's an invasion coming to earth. That's like a penalty or like sun or gravity or rotation. Like all these things, autumn, summer, fall, everything that we have on the earth is put on the earth as a penalty for them not figuring out or finishing something. Now the, the kicker is they have 101 penalties. So what happens when they get to the end? How long have they been doing this? Are some of their greatest uh, agents dead already or, you know, what's going on? And I don't know how this is going to end, but I do like the fact that uh, our main characters, Andy, Andy is just crazy, like dead end. And he goes by the name. His other life is Victor and Victor has long Kakarot black Saiyan hair and his body like that motherfucker cut off his arm and does like a blood scythe and is killing people. Like it's, it's just crazy what happens in this manga. This is the manga you need to read your anime of the month. Like I said, Chio school roll school road. That shit is hilarious. 12 episodes, the sub or dub, um, check that shit out. But this has been today's episode. Nice, quick little episode getting through all the bullshit. Um, check all this shit out. The new static milestone comics, uh, death, the black razor rock of ages, any of the comics I mentioned, cause today's your comic book episode next week. I'll be back with anime and, God damn it. Me and Buck, like we talked today about Black Clover because there's a new chapter 257, 258. Like it, it, it's either if it's 257 and we're on episode 257, I fucking know. So see, this is what I do right here. You just go to Viz, Viz Media, one ninety nine a month and you get all your shit. So Black Clover, oh, OK, 288. I the chapter felt short. I have a, a prediction for the ending of Black Clover. Now, the anime is already done. The manga's way ahead. And I'll save that for next week so that way you guys can read. But I feel like I'm getting ready to read from chapter one all the way up to 289. And then probably do something special for you guys. But yeah, Black Clover, uh, Dragon Ball Super, all this shit is fucking amazing. But I'm Elijah 5000. Thank you guys for joining me and my messy bun. It has been episode 257. Dr. Fate swoops in as a new static shock comes and the MCU's on hold for two years, but we got our Disney plus shows. We got black widow. We got some other shit. So thank you guys for joining me for today's episode. Hopefully I'll see you guys on Sunday and make sure to download, uh, subscribe, rate and review all that good shit. When the show drops on Thursday, if you listen to the audio version on Apple podcast, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever the fuck you listen at and YouTube, we didn't already had words. Uh, Facebook, really like the, the shit that's going on now, like, God damn, like the internet situation ain't good, but I got more stuff in, in, in store for you guys and Patreon. Thank you guys for contributing and be a part of the Bailey gang. We got some more stuff for you guys, but I'm Elijah 5,000. I'll catch your ass in the next podcast. I'm out.
Hey, what's up, everybody? Elijah 5000 here. Me and the Buckety appreciate it so much that you download this show each and every week. Again, we drop every Thursday. If you're new to the Elijah Bailey Show, go to Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to this auditorial pleasure that you get weekly, and just subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you, and I'll catch your ass in the next podcast.